Welcome to another episode of CyberSide Chats. I'm your host, Jess Coburn, CEO of Managed Cloud IT and Cybersecurity Company Applied Innovations, where we help businesses identify risk and address it before it becomes a problem. Today, businesses across the globe are dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, and these first few episodes focus on what business leaders, owners, and CEOs can do to not just survive, but thrive amid crisis. In this episode of CyberSide Chat, I sit down with Michelle Ising, and we discuss how conferences and events are going virtual. Technology has come a long way from the early days of streaming talking heads in Max Headroom, and it's a very exciting and viable alternative. So sit back, relax, and let's chat. Good morning, I'm Jess Coburn, CEO of Applied Innovations, and I want to welcome you to another CyberSide Chat. Today I have with me Michelle Ising. Is this correct, Michelle? Michelle Ising. Michelle Ising from Designing Events. Michelle, could you tell us a little bit about Designing Events? Sure. Well, we have been in business for about 22 years. Um, We focus on building or transforming meetings and conferences. So taking it from nothing to an exceptional experience or taking it from something that needs a bit of a kickstart and revamping it, transforming it. So I imagine with everything that's going on around the coronavirus, your business has really had to pivot and probably shaken you up a bit. I'm guessing since we're here talking, in fact, I know already that uh, you, you had an option. You could either, you know, assume the fetal position, crawl underneath the covers and cry until it went away, or you could attack it. Can you tell us what you guys are doing? <laughs> sure. Not that that wasn't tempting for a moment. Um, No, honestly, our industry is so familiar with having to change. Um, There's been a number of things with our industry that just force us to kind of go different directions, Um, but certainly nothing like this. So this is, you know, I know it's it's hit a lot of industries and our industry, the hospitality industry, meetings industry, definitely no exception, probably one of the harder hit areas. Um, But really after getting past that initial shock, which was quick, I mean, this to us happened pretty much overnight, um, it really was, okay, let's just go, let's figure this out. And we had, you know, this is our, our crazy busy season. So with all of these meetings in place, we had no other option to, than to think through solutions for our clients. So there really wasn't time to panic. It was now what? So what's the solution? I mean, do we go virtual? Do we close it down? What do we do? Well, our opinion is we go virtual. So we definitely have had some clients that have done different things. We have some that have moved them. They've moved them into the fall. Um, we've had others that have had to cancel, unfortunately. Um, but our our hope is that more and more of these events are going virtual because I think, I think part of the challenge is that people don't really understand what that means these days. They don't understand the technology and, and where it's come. So um, it's hard for people to understand that they can take their event virtual, but our hope is to sh- be able to show more and more companies out there that you really don't need to cancel. You really don't need to move this. Let's take this virtual and yep, create an experience. I know in the tech space, a ton of the events that I've gone to and have been going to have really adopted that virtual approach where it's both in person and virtual and you can sit home and watch the stream. Um, which is great, but you don't really get that feeling of being there when you're just watching it on the computer, right? Right. But now there's technology that allows you to do a lot more than just watch it. And I think up until this point, that's what was happening. So we would combine some of the technology with that in-person experience and the people that were watching it from their offices or their homes would really just get that one-way communication. There's somebody talking at them. 
Um, what this has showcased, where it's forced us into seeing what technologies are really out there, is that there are options that are way more interactive than that. So especially now when you're dealing with everyone is working from home or their office, they're, they're not together at all. Um, you know, the fact that you can collaborate with the presenters, you can collaborate with other participants that are at this event with you. Um, you know, it's it's actually really neat. It mimics the conference experience very well, very well. So let, let's walk through that, right? So if I went to a conference, um, I'd get there, I'd get my name badge, I'd get my bag with all my goodies, right? I, I need my swag. Yep. And uh, then I'm going to go to a networking event, aka liquor them up and get them talking to the sponsors <laughs> and kind of get my feel for everything. And uh, and then the next day it's it's breakfast and it's on to whichever track and sessions and you have you know the keynotes and all that. Is it the same kind of experience or is it just okay? Let me sit here and watch you have at it. No, it, it is the same kind of experience. So even down to the swag, people do love their swag. So especially with all of these meetings that have have needed to transform immediately, a lot of that swag, for instance, was already ordered. So for one client, we are actually bundling that up creating a, a wow box, like we called it, um, and sending that out to them so that they have this, they've got their tote bag that they were expecting, they've got the sponsor giveaways, they have, they have fun things, along with some educational components there. Um, and as far as the, the flow of the event, it really can be very, very similar to what was about to happen on site. So a few exceptions, but you know, for a welcome reception, you can absolutely still have a welcome reception. I mean, look what's happening now with virtual happy hours. Who would have thought that that would be such a big thing? Um, so we can take that concept of people getting together online virtually, um, but add in the technology that supports it from a conference format, allowing small groups of people to chat off to the side, allow for announcements to be made from kind of the head of the room or one, one specific area out to the full audience, um, you know, allow for questions to be asked and hands to be raised. And there, there really are a lot of functions that can adapt to that reception space through to the general session with your big opening keynotes and the excitement that you're trying to you know always bring in at that moment um and then all through your breakout sessions um you know we're so with the with the general session I, I think you were mentioning that um you can have the big event you can have the person there speaking but then you can have other people come on the stage and you could actually see the people that you're talking to Absolutely. So some of the technologies allow for presenters to be on what we're calling a stage area with podiums and you can have multiple presenters up on stage. Everyone else would be participants, but you can pull people up and down off the stage. So once you're on the stage, you can actually communicate to everyone in the audience. Um, if you're in the audience, you can raise your hand to ask to be brought onto the stage. You can ask questions off to the side for the presenter to see. You can participate in the live chat, which everyone in the audience can see, um, or you can segment to just a, a group that you design. Um, it, you can do polls during these. You can share your screen. There's a lot that you can do. You can have what we call sidebar conversations. Um, and for that, you can talk to up to you know, five or six other people in the room as participants having a conversation while you're also listening to the presenter. So it's so is is that a chat or what is that the sidebar? It's a video chat. So when you decide to sidebar conversation, you literally start to video conference with up to you know five or six other people. So um, just like you would in any other video chat style. 
That's absolutely awesome. So I could sit there and watch the keynote and then talk about it with my friends. That's something I can't do in a general session. Yes. I mean, that's fantastic. Maybe yeah. I need that for all the sessions I go to with my, my buddy Malik. Um, now, so after the general session and after the reception, there's tracks. Can we still do tracks? We can definitely still do tracks. So um, last week we ran a conference that had 10 concurrent tracks. Um, we have another one coming up that's going to have up to 15 concurrent tracks. So absolutely, you can run really as many simultaneous sessions as you need to. Yeah. And these events are for an hour, two hours? It really differs depending on the program. So and that's the thing. When we work with clients, we, we get to understand what they're trying to accomplish, why they're even doing an event. What is this you know, to the organization and how can we use it to really um, help to reach their goals and objectives? So it's all about creating a program that's designed to, to do what they need it to do. When you're talking about a virtual event, it's the same thing. So um, you know, these sessions can be one-hour breakout sessions. They can be four-hour workshops. You know, we had one that did have some pre-conference workshops that were about four hours long. And because you can now break into small groups, you can have the presenter that introduces the topic, asks you to take 10 minutes on your own to, to work through an exercise, bring you back, and then put you into small groups to work. Um, so you know, and a lot of times, that's what workshops are like. Um, so again, it can really be any any style session. You can do Ignite sessions, TED Talk style sessions. It's it doesn't change awesome. anything. That's mm -hmm. absolutely awesome, Michelle. What about um, so I know like a lot of the events I go to, the sponsors have their rooms, and you'll go and sit with the sponsor in their room and uh, learn a little bit of more about that. Yep. Absolutely. So sponsors, whether it's an exhibit hall, there are absolutely virtual exhibit halls out there that have come a long way. Actually really do feel like, um, you know, an in-person exhibit hall, which is neat. But you, you can also use that room, um, that, that setup of the room that we talked about where you're doing breakout sessions or running these tracks. You can also provide these to the sponsors. And so what we've had a lot of luck with is providing them a, a room and then promoting what they're doing in that room for them. So we want them to be successful for the conference. And, and this year virtually is certainly no different. So we're, we're thinking outside the box and really finding ways that they can still have conversations because that's what they want to do, right? They want to they want to talk to people. So giving them a room, they can schedule appointments, they can schedule demonstrations, they can just keep it open all day long and staffed so that when people come in, they can you know, then have conversations. Um, so really it's their room to do what they want and then we help to guide them on some, some options that they have. Um, and then we help them to promote it. Now I know for a lot of the events today, social media is a big play. A lot of them want to use their hashtags and the codes and all that. Is that still playing? Does social media still make a big part of these virtual events? It does. It definitely does. And uh, most of the platforms that produce the the online virtual events also um, are tied into social media. So you can run Facebook Live at the same time you're running a breakout session. Um, and what's neat about that is it's two different platforms completely. And so Facebook also almost becomes a, a backup, almost becomes, well, if, you know, technology. So if something does go down on one side, it actually doesn't go down on the other side. So um, it's almost like a backup plan as well. And nice. Very nice. Still recommend keeping the apps that you know every event has at this point. Um, so we still run it very similar to what was planned for the in-person. And so if I wanted to say, okay, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pivot and go to a virtual event. We're not gonna have our in-person event. I know in um, one of the one of the groups I was chatting with, they were actually talking about an event that they were planning. One of the other CEOs was planning, and that they had to cancel. I was trying to find out what options they had for insurance and all that. 
But um, the idea that you could maybe roll that into this virtual event is great. Do I just need an iPhone or webcam? What do I need to do this? It's not quite that simple. Um, I mean, the technology is there, but you on the back end, if you are responsible for really running it, you need to have a wired high-speed internet connection. You've got to have a, a you know a strong laptop that can support this, and you have to have enough people behind it as well. So it's no, if you're running a conference and you have multiple tracks running at the same time, and you've got a general session where there's you know a thousand people logged in to see this, um, you need you need a team behind you that is actually monitoring every step of the way. Um, so no, it's not as simple as just pulling up your iPhone and, and running something. And even from the participant standpoint, we always highly recommend that they also have a wired internet connection. They're working off of certain browsers. Um, so even for them, we ask them not to just grab their phone and, and watch it on there. It's it's uh, definitely still a little risky on that, um, but it doesn't doesn't take a lot. You just can't think of it as it's really just throwing a program into this new technology. It really does require planning and then on the back end during it, um, professional management of what's going on. Fantastic. And um, it sounds like there's a lot of labor that's involved as far as coordinating this and, and keeping it running. Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of your labor, if you if you planned a conference and you're in this situation right now, there was a lot of labor that went into planning that conference. I mean, it takes a lot of work to coordinate that many speakers and that many sessions and and everything that goes on during that, you know, two, three, four day experience. So what needs to happen between now and then really is a drop in the bucket. And it's a way to salvage everything else that you've done and still achieve your your vision, your mission, your goals. Um, so yes, there is labor on the back end in transforming that in-person experience into the, the virtual experience. And there's also labor that I, I just can't say strongly enough that don't skimp on the labor during the events. Um, because every room needs to be monitored. You know, every everything that you're doing and that you're promoting, it needs to have somebody in there that's checking the technology and making sure that the the content's working the way it should. Um, but uh, but yeah, so but compared to everything that's already gone into it, it's it's really not. So if I have a hundred attendees calling in over the internet using who knows what browser, um, what cable connection, and what level of you know uh, tech savviness they they have. There's going to be questions. How do you address that? I mean, technology is hard. We know that. Right, right. And there are going to be questions. And we try to get those questions answered before the event even starts. So bringing in the participants or the attendees for a training themselves, definitely recommend that. Um, so give them an opportunity to take a look at how the, the technology is going to work. And then even providing them with a room that they can you know, log into before the event starts so they can test their own uh, laptop and their own connection. Um, helps tremendously because you're right once they get into that opening general session for instance if it doesn't work they're frustrated they're frustrated and then they're reaching out to you and um, you, you again need to have that support to be able to support your participants but um, the more you can field before that starts certainly the better for everyone and and that is uh, no different for the speakers in fact your presenters need to be fully trained they also need to have rooms that they can go into to test their equipment um, and when i say rooms all they're doing is logging in um, and using the same software um, and from their perspective, the same laptop, same internet connection and making sure that everything works well. Good, you know, I was just thinking about that because the idea of having that pre-event checkup, if you will, mm -hmm. is great, but people like to wait to the last minute. Beautiful thing about going to an event or a conference is there's always the giveaways, right? That's a fantastic way to get someone in, get them to test their equipment and check in 
and then be entered into the giveaway. Right. Uh, there's so much good stuff you can do with that. And it really, it's no different than a regular event, you know. Mm -hmm. You right. get a first hundred people get a free T-shirt when you check in sometimes. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's true. So, that's true. Yeah, there's that's, lots of things awesome. that you can you, you can still do virtually. I mean, there's scavenger hunts that you can do virtually um, in a virtual exhibit hall. There's I mean, there's definitely a lot of fun fun things you can incorporate if you're trying to get your attendees to do a certain thing, follow a certain pattern, engage in a certain activity. Um, there are definitely ways that you can still incentivize them. You know, what's cool, actually, Michelle, that you're thinking about it is the idea, since they have their computer there and they have a browser, you could have them go to your Facebook page and like your Facebook page or send a tweet yeah. or go to the website and look for a certain article or enter a certain form. You can really engage with them. I mean, I'm getting excited just thinking about it because right. the idea <laughs> of what all you can do, it really is brand new and it's, it's exciting. It's taking lemons and making lemonade. And it so really is. It really is. And we just have to be open to it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different. It's a change, but um, but we have to be open to it. Do you think at the end of the uh, at the end of the crisis and everything we're going through, the business is going to change, that the adoption of virtual events is going to be probably more prominent? I do. I do. I think that I think that a lot of people have fought this um, for quite a while. And one of the reasons that that and I am, I'm no exception to that in some stance, because to be honest with you, it's very expensive if you're trying to combine it with that in-person experience. But I think from here on out, we're going to need to find a way. Um, in the past, because it is outrageously expensive at most hotels and most venues to have the internet that you you require for something yeah. like this, um, to rent the equipment, to have you know cameras in every room, and then to have a feed of if you're bringing speakers into every room, um, it really is just expensive. And a lot of clients just, you know, when you're putting together your budget, that is not something that's factored in. The, Definitely some of the higher level events and the ones that um, spend more money on it are doing that and it's working successfully. I think now, though, we're all going to have to get creative and find ways to do this because we're seeing the value and we're also seeing the simplicity of it. We were afraid of the technology because we weren't familiar with it. Now we had no choice but to just go and figure it out. Um, so we're no longer people are no longer afraid of it and they certainly won't be by the time this is all over. It's, I think it's a big pivot for businesses in general. Another big pivot is the fact that we're being forced to work from home. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing either you have a really elaborate office or you're working from home. <laughs> I'm working from home. Yeah, okay. We have been forced to work from home. Um, yeah, for us, that isn't a huge, wasn't a huge obstacle. Um, we run on Office 365. Um, we are familiar with using Teams as a group. We travel a lot. And we work very, very closely as a group, um, company-wide. So we literally meet every day um, at 10 a.m. for a quick staff meeting most days. And once a week, we meet for that longer that longer extended period of time. So no matter where you are, if you're able to, if you're running an event, that's one thing. But if you're able to, the expectation is that you are joining us via Teams and uh, we're able to get together as a group. So that does you know that does a lot i mean it really does keep us grounded it keeps us together it makes sure that we're all working towards the same same things and and the reality is we work off of such tight timelines there's a lot of shifting that has to go go on so as everyone's you know traveling all over the world i need to know that we can all get together and talk about these timelines these deadlines and that we're not dropping any balls so Teams makes it easy to do that for sure. I, I like it a lot. What else do you use? What other kind of technology do you guys use internally to help move your business forward and collaborate? 
Well, in addition to everything Office 365, we, we do use Dropbox, which has helped tremendously. So um, the ability to be able to access documents from anywhere. Again, we're constantly working on multiple events at the same time. So we need that quick, okay, I just, I just added this or I just updated this, grab the latest version is critically important. Um, we also spend a lot of time on airplanes. So the fact that it's syncing with our laptops 24 seven helps a lot. Um, we always have access to the latest, whether we're online or, or offline. Um, and it's really just the, the there are multiple softwares um, within our industry that we are very engaged with. One is called Eventry um, that offers the, you know, whether it's registration or content management, um, it does a lot with exhibit halls. Um, so it's a full suite of services geared towards event management companies. Um, and then the, uh, the most recent partnership um, is with a company called Shindig, and it offers one of the most robust uh, platforms for doing virtual conferences. So in this in this world, um, you know that we're we're now relatively new to from this perspective, um, it's uh, it's been an invaluable partnership to be able to get to know them and, and bring that on board. You know, I think it's important that as a, a company today, and as you embrace this technology, that you embrace what works for you. A lot of people think that when you're moving to Office 365, you have to abandon everything and just, you have to go all Microsoft or nothing. And you guys are a great example of that. You're using Dropbox mm -hmm. and you're using Teams and you're tying the two together. A lot of people don't realize that Teams and Dropbox actually integrate very nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it works well. Yeah, and, and we just kind of along the way have, found the the products that work best for us. And um, and yeah, it really has truly really worked. Cool. Michelle, I appreciate it. If there was anything you wanted to tell a business owner, business leader, or, you know, a CEO today that was playing an event or looking at potentially canceling an event, what would you tell them? You know, you do have, we look at it as you have three choices. You have an event, whether it's coming up in, at this point, April, May, June, and we have some in November that are, are looking at their events and deciding what to do. Um, we look at it as three choices. You can cancel it. Um, there are certainly ramifications with that and, and losses that you're taking with that. Um, you can move it into fall or even spring of next year, um, or you can consider going virtual. And I would say before you decide to cancel it or even move it, consider virtual. Look into it. Call us. We can very easily walk you through it, um, but it is absolutely worth the consideration. You still have a message to send. You still have, um, you know, whether it's the responsibility of bringing people together to collaborate um, or provide the education. You, what conferences do is needed more today than it's ever been needed. So, you know, I would just ask that you consider just running it off of a different platform, which is virtual. Yeah, we're all learning to be, um, you know, we're all giving in a little bit and making changes. I think for a lot of businesses, they're going to realize working from home works well. I bet they're mm -hmm. going to think the same thing about going virtual with their events. Yeah. Michelle, if someone wanted to contact you, how do they go about that? Well, they can take a look at our website. We've got contact information right on the website, which is designingevents.com. Right, fantastic, Michelle. I'll make sure I include that in the notes when we post the, the video and the podcast. Thank you so much for meeting with me and for taking the time to talk about your company and what you guys are doing. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate it.